Behind every interesting person is a great story. This is Person of Interest with Natalie Jones. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Person of Interest with Natalie Jones. That's me. This week we have Santino Corleone. I'm not going to lie. We cuss a lot throughout this entire thing. This is your warning. If there are children around, we use a lot of F-bombs, SH-bombs, all of them, you know? Santino is amazing. He's from Cincinnati. He is from Finneytown. He is a rapper. He is a family man. He has been on this hustle forever. His story is crazy and vast. We kind of only just touch into it. There's so there's so many elements to it um, that we can only do what we could in an hour. Santino is currently supporting his family by living between L.A. and Cincinnati, and his songs are now getting a lot of commercial spots, which is bringing him a lot of success and only um, helping his career thrive, man. Support him. He's a great guy. He's a Cincinnati native. This is Santino Corleone. You know what? You say you don't like talking on stage. I was a stand-up comedian for 10 years. You were? Yeah. Oh, we got to talk did a, about I did that. a lot of stand-up before I got this job. That's, that's dope. How, that's how I started doing, um, how I started, like I was on like the, growing up I did a lot of speech things, I was on the speech and debate team in college and whatnot, uh-huh. and I started doing stand-up kind of on accident, and then uh, that's how I got comfortable on the mic. That's dope. Now here I am. it on my bucket list to do a stand-up set. Oh, it's terrifying. Yeah. I have definitely, <laughs> yeah, there you have moments every time where you're like, this my life. <laughs> Why did I make this decision? I Why mean, did I choose to be here? They say you bomb, right? Um, no, not every time. No, I'm time, which is why I kept doing it. But I did go. bomb dozens, dozens of times. But it's got to be nothing then. That's part Radio. of it. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean it's just like it's just like part of it. You bomb. It's just like, as I'm sure with some oh, songs yeah. that suck. You know, it's just the same. I've thing. had best terrible sets, but you know I'm so hard on myself. I'll be like, I'll get off stage like, oh that fucking sucked, and then everybody's like, dude, that was crazy. And on the inside, I'm like, no, it fucking wasn't. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's good. But that, you hold yourself accountable. Yeah, and definitely. That way you're like, well, you might think it was okay, but I know yeah. I can do better, and I want to give I'm you. I'm always, better. I'm never satisfied. That's the one thing that sucks about this shit. Like mm-hmm. even with all these new placements, I'm like, all right, cool, next. We're like, going you know next. Right? Moving on. You know what I mean? That's amazing. I mean, that's what you're gonna keep progressing and keep. Yeah. Because I think the minute you get comfortable is the minute it's like... Oh, totally. Yeah. Well, then, so how do you feel about, like, these TikTok kids who have, like, one crazy blow-up hit, and then, there are, and then like, there's one kid that's, um, whatever his name is, who does the song. Mm-hmm. That song blew up, and he, like, dropped out of school, dropped, quit his job, did everything. I hope he's got his business straight. He, you know no, he's, saying? like, 17. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, but you got to get some people around you to make sure, you know, all that money coming in and stuff like that, the vultures uh. start coming around. Is there, you've got to be doing, I mean, I feel like Centino Cor- Corleone. There you go. Okay, so by the way, that means that you're like the mob boss, right? What? Yeah, Who's the well, best one? My the- mom may name me after a mob boss. So your real name is Santino. Yep. And what is your real last name? Lambert. Lambert, okay. Yep. The and Sheepish Lion. Yeah. The Sheepish what? The Sheepish Lion is a book, oh, uh, like I've a children's heard. book. And when I was a kid, they used to be uh-huh. like, Lambert, the Sheepish Lion. That's what I love about you. Your wife's name is Miranda Lambert. Isn't yeah. there like a famous singer named Miranda yeah, Lambert? country singer yes. everywhere we go. When she, when her and I first became friends on social, I was like, <gasps> she gets the strangest friend requests because sure people she think does. she's Miranda Lambert, and it's like sure. all these like 
crazy country looking people. I'm like, yeah, they gotta be thinking you're Miranda Lambert for real, and they're not good at the internet. <laughs> so just type in Miranda Lambert, and she pops up, and she's blonde. There you go. <laughs> and she, That's not. her. People who aren't good at the internet. You right. know what's, what sucks about it is so many of your fans are people who aren't good, like just in general right. in life. Exactly. Everybody's and fans, then they're like, you know? when did Miranda Lambert marry a rapper? Like, who's this rapper dude? She's with. She's probably getting emails. <laughs> That's so funny. Everywhere well, we go, though, even like the airport, I'll just sit there and I'll just, I'll watch. And then, like, you know, when you give your ID to the person, mm. they'll look down at your ID. Then they'll look up at you and then they'll look down and you'll look back up and they go, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, here we go. <laughs> I'm like, what's the over under? They're going to say something about your name when we go through uh, TSA today. <laughs> well, you guys are, pri- are quite the eclectic um, crew. So. Yeah, it, um, it's definitely it's a, it's an event every time yeah, we go out. I get like, any time we I, go, every, everybody's gotta be prepared. Especially with the little one, he's the wildest. Really? Yeah, you gotta stay on your toes. With you him. can see it in his eyes. I've met him once. What is his name? You have three Onyx. children, Santino. Yep. Uh, Reagan is the oldest. Uh, Jackson and Onyx. Yep. Gotcha. And Onyx is the wild child. Mm, he has, he's a lot like you. Yeah, definitely a lot like me. He like he's <laughs> kind of like a little spitting image of yeah, you too. Yeah, I can. Sometimes I can't even be mad. I'm just like, ah. Well, I would have done the same thing. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what um, he reminds me of in, like, children like him? Um, you know the movie Lilo and Stitch? Yeah. Remember Stitch? Stitch. It's just, like, one yeah, crazy was, muscle. That's, that's it. it. Like, kids like that, I'm like, that's a little Stitch. He's Good on luck. 10 <laughs> yeah. from the moment he wakes yes. up to when he goes to sleep. It's just, like, no in between. And on I'm, and off. I, I used to be like that. Just the older I get, I, I learn how to turn it off. Like, and, you know what I mean? But when I was young, it was 10 dude, all the time. Dude, how old are you now? I'm 38. I'll be 39 in, like, two Three weeks. Oh, congrat- well, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. November 6th, yeah. Con- accomplishing a lot before yeah, you're 40. Yeah, before you're 40. I don't even feel 40. That's the crazy thing. Yeah. I still feel like I'm in my 20s. I feel the same way. <laughs> even with three kids. Dude, is that a, like, I don't have any kids yet, but I am 35, mm-hmm. and I feel like I'm getting younger. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, as I get older, things are getting better, and then you, like, understand life and the world more. Yeah. So you can appreciate things more. You yeah. can make better decisions. Because when I was younger, I was, I had a... I like lived, I was living in New York City like 19 years old all by myself like so I was making a lot of wild dumb decisions yeah. you know what I'm saying and and a lot of I did make some good decisions because a lot of those kind of transpired of what I'm doing now but yeah. it was like I didn't have that that filter to like yo go sit your ass down somewhere right now well <laughs> like you're from Finneytown yep. originally and uh, and so when did you you moved to New York to become a rapper when you were 19 19 I only I didn't even become a, a big move to become a rapper per se because I ain't no shit about the music industry. I just wanted to leave here. Why did you? Okay, and you just graduated high school. Yeah, well, I went to school to become, or went to the Institute of Audio Research to become a sound engineer, and I didn't know shit about sound engineering either. Okay. I just wanted to get the fuck out of here, and yeah. it was like, so what happened? Wait, like, was that school in New York? Yeah, in Manhattan, um, close to NYU, actually, in Greenwich Village. Um, oh, what a great, that's yeah, like my favorite uh, part. So, yeah, like, I just became, like, I was just, the world opened up to me at yeah, 19, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And my, at 16, I showed my mom a, the advertisement for that school in the back of the magazine, mm-hmm. a source magazine, and I was only really attracted to the picture, and there was, like, a picture of somebody in the studio. Yeah. And I'm like, I want to be in the studio. Like, it was a big soundboard and shit yeah. like that. I was just attracted to that. So I was just showing her, like, Mom, hey, look at this. And then when I was 18, getting out of school, she was like, why don't you uh, try out that school in New York? And I'm, like, so young and naive, I go, I can move to New York. Like I had like the yeah, in my mom's I remember permission, that. Yeah, you know what I mean. She yeah. was like, "You can do whatever the hell you want to do." And I'm like, after that, that something clicked. Yeah, like, I'm out of here. That's... And then just life happened. <laughs> Wait, but so like, how long were you in New York? 
uh, almost 10 years off and on. You were in New York for 10 years? Mm-hmm. And it wasn't always easy. No, I was homeless for about three or four months at one point. Really? Yeah, I got kicked out of my, I was at, well, at this point I was at Long Island University in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And I was living in the dorms and I was doing a lot of wild shit. So I wound up getting kicked out of the dorms. Mm-hmm. So rather, I didn't want to call my mom and be like, yo, I got kicked out of the dorms. So I just slept on the subway and would get up and go to school and Wait, stay with friends. So when you were a college student, mm-hmm. you were homeless. Yep. Did you ever sleep under the bridge? No, nah, I never slept under the bridge. Did you ever sleep in an abandoned house? I've slept in the park before. Oh, how was yeah, that? That was pretty spooky. Did uh, did you <laughs> did, did the cops get on your? Nah, at cops all? never get on. I I just re- one if and I didn't have park? money. Nah, I wasn't Central Park. It was Fort Greene Park. But I would walk around Central Park at night. Cause sometimes I would just walk around New York City mm. because it's like I don't have shit to do. I don't have anywhere to be. Yeah. I don't want to fall. Asleep. I'm tired, but I don't necessarily want to fall asleep on a train just yet. So mm. what I would do is like I'd walk around till I got super tired. Then I'd get on a train. Sometimes I wouldn't even have money for the train, so I'd have to hop the turnstile. Yeah, and get on the train. I'd just ride the train from one stop to another to the next. Then get up and go to class. You know what I'm saying? Or with my friend, if I could stay at somebody's house that day, I'd go to that neighborhood, hang out with him, stay there. You know what I'm saying? Wouldn't want to wear out my welcome, so wouldn't stay too long. And then you would go to school in Brooklyn. Yep. And then one day, I just it was Easter Sunday. I want to say 2002, 2003, maybe. And uh, I was sitting outside, <laughs> and I, I don't know why I was smoking cigarettes at the time. And I was smoking a cigarette, and I lit it, and I did like this, and something made me do this, and I stabbed myself in the eye with a cigarette. Because <laughs> like, so you were that tired? I was just that exhausted and just tired, and I burned my cornea. I scratched my cornea or whatever. So it's like this feeling where you can't like if you poke yourself in the eye, uh-huh. so you know you can't open your other eye when you poke this eye. So, But that feeling never goes away. So I'm like sitting outside the school like damn near blind and my boy Sib who's a friend of mine still to this day and uh, he comes out he's like dude what the fuck's wrong with you? I'm like dude I fucking can't see. I just so, fell asleep yeah. and my eye hit Yeah the cig- cigarette. I lit cigarette. So he's like yo Dude, you got fucking issues right now. So, ironically, there's a uh, Brooklyn Hospital was around the corner. Yeah. So he walks me around the corner, and you never want to go to Brooklyn Hospital, I'm going to tell you right now. Even, mm. Especially if you got a gunshot. Like, they're probably imagine. gonna let you bleed out in the waiting room. So, I'm in there for hours, and I'm in excruciating pain. So, yeah. at one point, I'm just like, fuck this, I'm leaving. So, I leave and walk back around the corner to the school, and I'm sitting there, and the feeling's not going away. This pain is not going away. And mind you, I walk back blindly, so I'm like this the whole time, walking back. <laughs> you see this dude walking down the street in Brooklyn, oh like. God. So I get back and I'm stay. I'm there for about another hour. I'm like, this shit is not going away. I had to call nine one one and take an ambulance, a block around the corner. Yeah, <laughs> that shit costs like eight hundred dollars. I got that bill. Like, what the fuck? So, oh my god, I just broke down and called my mom that day and was like, look, it's I got kicked out of my dorm, but I still been going to class. I just didn't want to call you and tell you. And she's like, she's pissed, and so she winds up getting me. Oh, this is funny. So she gets me a hotel in Manhattan for like the weekend because like, yo, take a shower, get your shit together, you know? Yeah. So I go to sleep in the hotel. So this is the first time I slept in a bed for a while, right? Yeah. So I wake up because when you sleep on the street, you don't really get a good sleep because you got got this one eye open thing. Like, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, it's like a half sleep. So this is the first night in a while I get a good sleep. So I wake up, and I don't know where I am. So I jump up super fast, and I hit my head on the side of the table. Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm just fucked up that weekend. (laughs) Maybe I should go home. Like, nah, I didn't go home, though. I eventually had to go home, but. Nah. Did you ever graduate? No, nah, I never graduated. I wound up not going back to school after that. Well, basically, excuse me, a friend 
Well, a guy who's a rapper, he's still a rapper. Um, his name's Life. He L Y F E. L I F E. He uh he had a manager at the time and he would always tell me, like, yo, call Ant, who's his manager. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Ant doesn't know me. Like I was just helping out, like here. I was like, at the time I wasn't rapping, I was kinda like a manager. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like kinda helping out these rappers that I hung out with. You know what I mean? But that's kinda expensive myself. But I'm helping them out and he had a manager and he's like, Yo, call him, call him. I'm like, and say what? Like, I don't know this dude like that. I don't even had conversations with him on the phone. And he, and uh, so I break down. It's funny. This is so so long ago. Life had, like, the first BlackBerry. I can remember him having mm-hmm. a BlackBerry. Like, here, just call him. Like, yeah, man, I've been on the street, like, blah, blah, blah. He's like, yo, just come stay with me and my family in Staten Island. So I wound up living over there in Staten Island for, like, a summer. And then a couple summers, actually. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Okay, one thing I think that is great about your story um, is you've had so much awesome support, and I don't want to call it luck because you create nah, everything, you know. I, but like you, you have such a great support system, especially now with your wife and everything. Mm-hmm. Like you, it's pretty cool. It's been taking. It's been hell to get to that point, though. Yeah, it really has. You know what I'm saying? None, none of this is overnight, but you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of ups and downs. I had to burn a few bridges, but. Well, so you know. when was the day, do you have a moment that you remember, like, when you wanted to, you were like, okay, I want to be an artist. Like, I'm going to um, be a, a music artist. I think around that, running around, starting to run around New York, because I was running around with rappers, you know what I mean? There wasn't too many rappers here back in the day. So it was yeah. like, who do you go to inspiration, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so I was running around with these dudes who were, like, full-fledged artists, and just seeing them work. I mean, I met the I met the guy who would become my manager at LIU and who's on who's an executive at the label I'm signed to now. So don't. Okay. Can you um tell us for those who don't know? Because I feel mm-hmm. like I don't know. Um if you if you aren't if you're a rapper or a music artist in general, mm-hmm. but um if you aren't on MTV or whatever the equivalent is now, if you aren't right. streamed a thousand times and you and you aren't in the media, right. you know, if you're not Travis Scott, mm-hmm. you can you make money being yeah, a rapper. You can make a hun- I mean, it's not easy. Yeah, don't let me. I'm not gonna get up here and like, yeah, it's easy. But uh, yeah, I mean, like the placement game and the sync licensing game. That's that's the future right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, right now with the pandemic and people being on lockdown, those the most people have, have used media. Yeah. And stream the media ever, ever in the in the history of the world. You know what I mean? Which yeah. cause streaming media hasn't been around long, but mm-hmm. this is the most has ever been used this year. Mm-hmm. And next year the like the projections are about to be nuts. And I'm signed with a label who distinctly does sync licensing and getting placements and stuff like that. So I'm in a great position. I mean, there's that luck part again. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, it's a grind. I've known them dudes that I work with now for almost 10 years, you know what I'm saying? I've worked with them in some fashion or another. Like I said, the one, an executive at the label who was once my manager, and mm-hmm. he was he was tour manager to the one of the founders in, of the label, you know what I mean? So it's just mm-hmm. like this big circle that has been, we've all been intertwined with each other since 2002, you know what I'm saying? So it's just, Wow, it's been... It's been a journey it's for you. It's been a journey. I was, somebody was telling me the other day, like, yo, you need a movie. I'm like, nah, fuck that. It's got to be a Netflix series because it's got to be <laughs> so many seasons. <laughs> I was I was actually just thinking that, like, as I'm listening to you. I'm like, oh, boy, I cannot wait to watch this. This yeah, is going to be on gotta, HBO. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be a Netflix or something. This is going to be great. Something with seasons. So when did you, so walk me back. So then you're, like, living in Staten Island or whatever. And mm. did you love living in New York? New York is the one place on my it's list that I have. Mecca. Well, I mean, just like in general, and like I love New York City, and I lived in all the other places I always wanted to live, except for New York. Look, New York yeah. is it, it's it's what 
created me as an artist. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I love Cincinnati to death. Mm-hmm. Of course, born and raised here. But Cincinnati created me, or excuse me, New York created me as an artist. Um, especially the time period I was there. Because this is the, the turn of the century. It's still old New York. It's not gentrified New York. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I lived in a project, so shootouts, people getting killed. I didn't see that shit until I moved there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you go from Finneytown to a war zone. You know yeah. what I mean? So I saw that a lot. You know what I mean? I lived. So I, I was staying in student housing at first. Uh-huh. And me being a pothead, I got to go find weed. And, oh, there's the projects. So yeah. I befriended. I just used to sit by the basketball court because, like, you can't really fuck around in the projects out there, like, especially if they don't know you. So I just used to sit and chill on the basketball court because I figure, okay, this is the kind of focal point where everybody's hanging out, playing basketball. I don't even play basketball, but I play basketball then because it's like, that's how you start meeting people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I meet this dude one day and I'm just like, yo, where's the weed at? And he just shows me where it is. <laughs> so next thing you know, I'm hanging out in the projects and I meet this dude named Chris who's still, still there, still a homie. And, um, you know, we just get to talking, and I wound up dating this girl. So I was in the student housing for three months, but I was only – school the, – the Institute of Audio Research was a six-month program. I was only paid up in the student housing for three months because that's all I had. So when that three months expired, I'm dating this girl, and her mom takes me in. And to this day, that's where I go stay when I go to New York. <gasps> that's awesome. And to this day, it's my family. Oh, that's yeah. super cool. So what happened with the with the girl? She's still around. She's married, too. You know what I'm yeah. saying? She's family. Like, we – like – it's just a part of my they're part of who I am, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, they my kids have been there and everything. That's wonderful. Yeah, my wife, all that. Yep. That's super Shout super out cool. to my Gloria. Well, I call her Ma, so no way. Yeah, yep. Um, Gloria's my favorite name. I can't <laughs> wait to name one of my kids Gloria. Gloria Cordova. She probably watching on here knowing her. <laughs> well, hi Gloria. How hi. are you? Can we call you Glow? Yep, yep, yep. All right. So you've had a lot of success recently. Yep. Well, I think like along the way, obviously, yeah, yeah. You know, a lot of success, but a lot of commercial success recently, recently which is yeah. super, super dope. Surreal. So you had, first of all, earlier in the year, you had your song played on Jeopardy. Yeah. Um, Goat. That the, was amazing. The TV promo. And then what's the name of the song that you just had on Monday Night Football again? Notorious. Yeah, Notorious. Yeah, I had to check because it's been so many lately. I know. I, I blended like five and three weeks. I was like. So, you know, so tell us more about, more about, so I want to know those two songs and then those are the only two that I know of. What are the other ones? Um, The ones that are out now, well, those are two, Notorious and Goat. They've just been yeah. different placements for different things. That's awesome. Yeah. And so do you, you write all of your stuff? Yep, yep. I know. I've been listening to, um, I love your lyrics. You're Thank super you. you're super fresh. You're just super honest. Thank you. <laughs> and like your flow, who would you compare your flow to? Hold on. I can I say who I Yeah, go ahead. Um first thing that comes to mind on some of your tracks, I feel like Kendrick Lamar. Okay. And, That's good. And then yeah. And then um on a lot of stuff you have a lot of like I feel like you're you keep the flow at the same consistency that's solid mm-hmm. the whole time and you're just like spinning out going and I don't know there's other I would say like maybe like chance the right well no I don't really I'll know take that. I can't who do you th- who would you I don't, compare- I don't I never really compare myself to anybody yeah. cuz I think I have a distinct voice so it's kind of hard to compare do. myself to yeah. people people have told me I sound the people I've heard I sound like cuz I wouldn't say I sound like them per se but people have said Nipsey Hustle uh uh, ludicrous. I never got that one, but uh, and my, because of my voice tone, look. Oh, <laughs> I guess so. The funky cold Medina. Yeah. I mean, whatever. No, but I'll I guess it. I never thought about that. But yeah, but I, uh, I guess so. I'll take it. I like Kendrick though. It's one of my top 
favorites too. Yeah, you know what? All my friends who've worked with him said that he was just he is better in person yeah, than you think I've, he is. I've opened up for him too. He's super dope. No like, way, is he? Yeah. Is he? He's such a great guy. Yeah, I opened up for him and Steve Aoki at a festival in Athens, Ohio, once. Dude, how's yeah. Steve Aoki? He was fun. He was hanging out with us and everything. Yeah, yeah. he's he he seems like a really great guy. Yeah, he's just well. down to earth and normal. It's, it's so mm-hmm. weird when you're in those positions. Like these dudes are real people. You yeah, know what I'm saying like. Of course, I'm a real person too, but it's just weird to be in them situations sometimes. Like, yeah, a lot of a lot. I got that a lot when I was uh, touring with Mac Miller. God bless the dead. Like he was okay. just a regular kid too. Really? Yeah. So you tour? Okay, so you've toured with Mac Miller yeah. and Kendrick Lamar. Well, I've opened for open Ken, for him. Yeah, so yeah, how yeah. was touring with Mac Miller? That was crazy. I was one of that. That really. What year was this? This has got to be around 2010, 2011. Dude. Yeah. Right when he kind of blew up, yeah, you know, yeah, because his DJ, uh, DJ Clockworkers from here, yeah, and me and Clockwork came up in the scene around here, nice. And then when Mac would come here, well, his first show here, he didn't like have a DJ at the time, and the people who booked him were like intertwined with Clockwork, so yeah. they're like, "Yo, Mac's like, yo, can you DJ the show?" He's like, "Yeah." And the next thing you know, he was like touring the world with him, and then he Clock would call me like, "Yo, Mac loves you." I'm like, why are you telling me that? What's that mean? Uh, He's like, nah, you should just come out with us. I'm like, what you mean come out with y'all? Like, cause I didn't know how that worked back then. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, just come out. Like, come out to one of the shows. I'd come out to one of the shows, and the next thing you know, I'd be riding the bus with him for a week or two. You wow. I mean? And Mac was just super chill, and it was so dope because it was like, I wasn't even supposed to do that. Like, if you if you know thing about touring, you got to be insured on these tours, like just to be, even be on the bus and ride from city to city. Because if something happened, I could have sued, you know, mm-hmm. which I wouldn't have. But he was just this. He was just a kid, like, yo, come on, man. How like, old was he? He at the when he first started coming around, he was eighteen. Jeez. We used to have him in the club, all that. Like, you know what I'm Dude, saying? Dude, how does an eighteen year old white famous, kid famous. get all of this? How is he? You know, that rap's good? gentrified now. Like I, I mean, always say that too. I mean, I know, but was he that did you think he's nah, that he was, talented? He was did he talented. have strikes? He, did he, he have... was he could rap and then you know, it's oh, it's a difference when I say he could rap rap. Like you some people can rap. Some people rap, rap, and that's like what they know hip hop. Uh-huh. They know, you know what I mean. They know the, they know the elements of hip hop. They come from the core. They like understand he, the game for he real. He understood the core. Like he was a rapper, but he was an artist as well. He played yeah. instruments. He played instruments on his music. Like you know what I mean. Yeah. He was just more. He was more than a rapper. You know what I mean. Yeah. And I think that's what carried him as far as what it did until his death. You know what I'm saying? Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. Same. But he was just depressed, and I think he was like, and to be it, I kind of. Not, I don't. I want to say I felt his pain, but I could see where the depression would come in because so? I think that he, you get to this point where you're like every you get everything you want. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because I I can remember like when you first start this, your whole goal is to get where he was at. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then you get there and you're still not happy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So I think you think like, well, I thought that too in the beginning. That's one thing he taught me. Like, yo, yeah. You could get all this stuff, you know what I'm saying? But what you get, it, it's not going to make you happy. You know what I mean? You mm-hmm. got to be grounded and you got to be. And the money definitely don't make you happy. And I think he thought, in my opinion, I think he thought once you get to that point that everything changes, you're going to be happy. And all the things that you fought to, to fight away from mm-hmm. will go away. But it doesn't work like that. You know what no. I'm saying? I think he fought with that a lot. Really? Do you think that? I feel um, just like like personal grind and hustle. Like uh, you love the anticipation right. of the accomplishment and going through the actions of it, and you're in the grind. Mm-hmm. And I feel like some people who love that stuff, 
like me. Like I love being exhausted with work right. and accomplishing a lot, and like I love it. Me too. And I feel like once you do that, and then you get to a point, and you're like, oh, well, I did it. Where's the fireworks? What do That's I do? What I always right? say. I'm Where's like, the fireworks? Can, right? No one has given me a gold freaking yeah, medal yeah. yet. Like you just get it. And it's, just, it's like I learned that too. Like anticipation on dropping projects. Like I. I, I write these songs, I go record them, I get them mixed, I get them mastered, I, I promote the that I'm dropping a project online and all this anticipation and then you hit a button and it's released and that's it. And then and it's, it's like, done. Okay, what? How now? do you deal with being so emotionally attached to your work and going through like the highs and lows that you just experienced, that that you just described right now? Like there's so much, there's so many elements to your job and mm-hmm. to your work. And like, let me just put this out there that you support your whole family because mm-hmm. your wife doesn't work, right? Nope. Well, she is, she, she helps you a lot. Yeah, That's yeah, it, yeah. she's not working. She, yeah, she's but so you support. Wife, so she does the kid stuff and all And she that, also, yeah. but I've seen she's out oh, there yeah, taking your pictures and there. stuff. She works the merch tables on tour yeah. sometime and all that. So, so you have three kids yep. and, and like, so you are the bread winner and going back between two cities and stuff so you have like you got a lot on your plate and you're super hustling and your work is you know is your is your soul you know right, your lyrics sure. and everything's so, like honestly how, how do you deal with that i honestly and, that is how i deal with it it's the music yeah. it's therapeutic so when i'm going i my boy dre always says just put it in the music you know what i'm saying so yeah. i literally if i'm going through something i can just go write about it and then release it yesterday i need it like I was in a studio. I needed to be in a studio because, like, I hadn't been in a while. I'm like, I need to get some things out of my. I feel you on my, that my for space. sure. So I mean, in the highs, highs, and the low, low parts, like that comes with this. You know what I'm saying? I think it, you can't. You're not gonna be riding this wave the entire time. Mm-hmm. There's gonna be a, a descent at some point. It's just yeah. how you react to that descent. Sometimes, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. there are slow moments. There are moments where I'm like, oh, what the fuck, I'm gonna do this week. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, uh, I didn't. I don't, I, you know, like the last three weeks, I just landed five placements. They just came out of nowhere. Like, I didn't know what, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm so, I'm sitting there thinking like, shit, I need to get some more. I don't depend on my placements. You know what I mean? So I'm uh-huh. always constantly working and doing other things. Like, I can't sit back and depend 100% on my label. Like, yeah. yes, I they do awesome work. They're obviously doing great work for me. But the minute I get comfortable in that situation is when I feel like I start slacking off and I can't slack mm-hmm. off. So I'm constantly doing something. So. Well, that's kind of the business, right? The business right. is the hustle. That's like it is. The so name that's of what I mean. And once you, I feel like once you slack off, that's when the lows come. So I just try to work through it. You know what I'm saying? Ooh, I feel you on that for sure. Yeah. Have you always been a writer? Um, yeah, I, I want to say yes. Yeah, because I started writing raps when I was like nine. Really? Yeah, I can remember some of them. Oh my <laughs> god! Can funny. you please? Oh, I need to go Can you uh, even? I know one. Uh, we kicked the tracks with our starter hats. We may be little, but we got a rhythm like rap. Like Tony the Tiger, my rhymes are great. I take a bite out of crime and spit it back out in the plate. I wrote that when I was, I was nine in third grade. That's amazing. <laughs> so yeah, no, I always wanted to do this. Did you I go just to... didn't know I could do it. Did you? What school did you go to in Pretty Cottonwood then? Okay. Yeah. And I can just, I'm just like trying to like visualize nine year old wild ass me. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you have siblings? Yeah, I got, I got a brother. Okay. What and are... I got an older half brother too. Okay, cool. And so did your mom have a hard time? I was, a, I was a wild child. So I believe he had a hard time with me. You. Yeah, yeah. And I was a class clown. I was like the troublemaker in school. I was just gonna make the teacher laugh. And yeah. If I got too. in trouble, I could just make her laugh out of the trouble. Yeah. Like, Dude. oh, she'll forget why she was mad at me. <laughs> Were you also similar in this? I somehow 
would finagle my way to like never follow the rules, but I never got in trouble. Amen. From I was, like a law, from like when I was a little kid, I was just like, I'm too. just gonna like, do yeah. this. My and son's just the same right now, like, and he's like, he'll try yeah. to like, but dad, just let me. And he's like about to be four. I'm like, no, just let you do nothing. Like, what are you talking about? You're not gonna negotiate with me, like, right? There's no negotiation here. Oh my god, he's already negotiating at four. I'm like, all right, he's on the right path. He's uh, don't he take knows no for it. an answer. He sees it. I think that's really cool. Is like to find um, like other. People who are the same way, that I'm like, yeah. I feel you, man. Like in high school, real I would rules get, and stuff. I'm like, that's not. I was no, so no, no, cool no. with the high school uh, secretary that Dude. she like. You weren't allowed off campus unless you were a senior. I was allowed off campus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to lunch, Miss Flick. She's like, all right, just get back quick. Oh, like I, I have... got away with that. Oh, and lunch, and then the lunch. Shout out, e- Miss Edie, the lunch lady. Uh, she, they would let me behind the thing and just go make my own tray like fuck the line like so i was never waiting in line yeah. in. like i got away with that type of shit it was like yo people are like why the fuck do you get to do that when he's just santino man right but then oh dude see so cool so you really are just like santino corleone always is I that why you did you name yourself myself. yeah no well when i started rapping aunt who let me uh going back to staten island mm-hmm. he's like you need to rap like they were pushing me to do it and i think it was because they seen my personality and stuff yeah. like that and they, honestly i think they seen what is going on now but i just couldn't see it then yeah. so they're like yo you need to rap you need to rap and mind you like i said this is a different time in new york city so there's a lot of gangster rap going on yeah and so he's like the yo you should stuff. be say yeah right he's <laughs> oh like God. yo you should be santino corleone i'm like i'm not no fucking gangster i can't fucking I'm not gonna do that. He's like, like, what's your name though? So like, I just became that. You know what I'm saying? I mean, then but... my mom gets mad one time. Like, she don't really get mad. She goes, "Why you? Why you use that?" And I'm like, "You name me that." She, <laughs> <laughs> but she named me Santino before the movie. Right? Came, like you named me that, after though. a monster. What did you think I was gonna do? Name my make my yeah. rap name Carl? But you <laughs> with that K? <laughs> right. <laughs> but you know, like, hold on. But Santino Corleone, he is. You're very similar to him though. He's fiercely loyal and aggressive. Yeah, that's what got him killed, though. Yes, and he's but he's aggressively takes care of the yeah. people around him and does. He, his that's job. what got him killed because he's taking care of his sister. Mm. His sister, his his, his uh, sister was getting beat on by her husband, and he right. went and beat dude up and threw the garbage can on him, and then he. Mm-hmm. They had the other dudes kill him in the toll booth, and I always fuck with my mom. I'm like, you got me scared to go through toll booths now. <laughs> they just lit him up with a bunch of Tommy guns. Like I seen that when I was like six years old. Like she's like, yeah, this is who I named you after. I'm like. Okay, but she says she did it because she had a uh, crush on James Conn when she was 16. Is that the guy who the played actor, the original yeah, Santino? Yeah, yeah. Oh. James Conn. Well, um, also similar to Santino is that I think I love glorified stories of the bad guy who's actually really good at heart. I get that a lot. I really. I'm, I'm, usually, I'm usually the bad guy in, in, in this scenario. It's mm-hmm. not in real life, but yes. kind of going through that now behind closed doors, but it is what it is. Okay. I'm used to it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And it's like I get a I get enjoyment out of proving those people wrong. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even sitting here with you and even being on air all the time. It's like, dude, I'd be on Q102. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, can't be that bad of a person. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? And I always be like, just look at the things I've done over the years. And Well, okay. Like, for instance, you have uh, taught rap at MRC here yep, yep. in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. So can you tell us a little bit? I have um, coached as well, and it was my favorite job I've ever done. It doesn't pay the bills, and I was super young. I right. didn't really know what I was doing, but I had a lot of fun with it. But I loved it. How was your experience there? It was awesome. It's just, what I, I'm jealous of those kids because I didn't have that. Yeah. I had to go to New York City 
in order to put myself in those situations to be around those type of people, artists, uh, kids who even want to. Nobody wanted to do that. I was like, like, what the fuck are you doing? You going to New York to do what? Like, that was my people around me then. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, obviously, I got the last laugh. But now they got programs like that, and and everything's, like, right there in front of them. So I was really intrigued by that part of it. Like, damn, these kids got it right here. I grew up. Not uh okay, so the school across the street from MRC is Hoffman Elementary. Mm-hmm. It's that the backside of it is right there with MRC, yeah. and on the front side is Darrell. I grew up on that street before we moved to Finneytown. I actually broke my leg at that school in second grade. Oh no way! Playing toss football with some kids. Some kid came around the corner and, and ran into me in a bike, and I broke my leg. So oh. it was just really nostalgic being over there and just yeah. thinking like. Damn, this is basically my backyard at one point, and it's like it was all right. It's right here for them, so it's like I, I'm I'm so anxious to see like what these kids do with that type of um, you know motivation mm-hmm. and, and tools. The studios right there in front of them. Well, if anything, it's got to be a great moment in their life. They yeah. learned a lot from it, regardless. And hold on, but that makes me think just totally off topic. So, have you seen um, Killer Mike's Vice series? Uh, yep, yep, yep. Okay, so there's one episode where he goes, and he's from Atlanta, and he goes into these inner cities, um, he goes into inner city schools, and he goes to the youth there, and they're all these, uh, all these kids, majority of them are black, mm-hmm. and, or other minorities, right? right. And he, and he's, and he asks them all, what do you guys want to be when you grow up? And they all say, like, astronaut, the first black female president, I want to do all these crazy things. And then you look, and then the, the, and then you pan over to Killer Mike, and he's like, "No, we need to teach these kids how to. They need trades." Right. He's like, "I don't believe that, like the the way that we're that we're raising kids in this <laughs> environment and this dream environment is is like he's like it's not going to work. Like yeah. you need to teach this kid how to change a tire, how to change the oil. Yeah, you need to yeah, teach yeah, this girl how sure. to be a teacher. All this type of stuff. You That's know? what my stepdaughter is. Uh, she's they're doing virtual learning, and uh-huh. they like the other day she's twelve, so. The other day where they were doing a bunch of stuff on construction, and she was like, my wife's like, why they got them doing that? I was like, because these kids need to learn something other than what they know. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I can change a tire. Like, thank God, we we shit. When we were just on this cross-country road trip, I caught a flat in the middle of Utah, in the middle of nowhere. Like, like if I didn't know how to change a tire, we would have been screwed. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they need to learn everything, you know? My parents instilled that in me early, too. Like, kind of a jack-of-all-trade in that sense. No, I can't, like, change an engine or anything, but... Kind of, you gotta know how to do a little bit about everything. You kind of know. You gotta, you know. I'm also 38 too. Like that's, (laughs) I always tell people that too. Like, dude, I'm I'm 38. Like I've been around a, you know what I'm saying? Been around the block a few times. Like, don't let the pretty face fool you. (laughs) (laughs) Can I tell you about? Can I just ask you just about uh, Utah? So when you drive through Utah, it looks like. I mean, can you see why in certain time in certain places in Utah? They have the most UFO sightings. Yeah, of course, because they can shit out there. Exactly. And there's not much stars and Exactly, shit. but you're also, but then they're like these random trailers in the middle of Utah. Like, who the and fuck I'm like, lives out there? That's what we were saying. Like, exactly, man, who the, right? that's a serial killer. It's exactly. gotta be a serial killer. Who are, who, are, who are calling the government saying they see UFOs? I'm like, somebody's smoking yeah, meth that, in that trailer, and they're hallucinating, and they're like, I see Some dude living off the grid and shit. Like, no, fuck that, dude. It's like, then you... And then, like, growing up, I, I, I grew up watching Looney Tunes and shit like yeah, that. And you go out there type of places in Utah and New Mexico, and you're like, oh, this is, like, where the yeah. Roadrunner yeah. is. I didn't think that shit existed. Like, 
Oh Once my God. I, I did a show in Albuquerque, New Mexico. One I love night, Albuquerque. And I was like, the only thing I know about Albuquerque is fucking Bugs Bunny. Like, yeah. how did I get here? Like, I didn't even think that was a real place growing up. I just thought it was something Bugs Bunny said. Okay. Like, must have made a wrong turn at Albuquerque. Right. <laughs> I forgot that he said that. Yeah, I just grew up like I didn't know that the place even existed. Have there been moments so far in your career that you're like, whoa, holy shit, this is like my life. Give me a couple of them. One um, of them. Touring with Mac, I've had a few of them. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, like, what? Is there anything you can say? Uh, yeah, I mean, just being there and watching yeah. him come up. I mean, I, I I seen a kid, when they first came to start coming around, they had a two-door Volvo. Yeah. The next year, they had a tour bus. The next year after that, they had two tour buses. The next year after that, he had a tour bus with a studio on it. Like, I just saw this yeah. dude's gradual, you know what I mean? So I had a lot of moments there, like, dude, this is I can do this. Because yeah. I'm the type of person, if, I'm, if I see you do it, I can do it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that it motivated me a lot. But um, a few times on, on stage where it's a lot of people and I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. the, oh, when we did, um, I just did, when we opened up for Nelly and Aaron Carter at uh, BB&T Arena. How was that? It was crazy because I got I wanted to go to that show. Uh, I was working. I got to do the, uh, like, yo, I had to, the, the light man because I'm an experienced performer. So I'm like, I go to the light man before the show. I'm uh -huh. like, hey, listen. I'm going to cue you. I need you to cut down all the lights on this certain song. So I had him cut down all the lights. I had everybody pull their cell phones out and do the Yeah. So I'm standing on stage like, jeez. Like, this is what I dreamed of. Like, I, yeah. I've had these visions in my head since I was a kid. So it was like, I always, and I always tell my wife, too, like, yeah, I'm performing. You see me performing, but inside I'm talking to myself. And I'm like, yo, what the fuck is yeah. going on? Like, Wait, how so did I get here? In that moment, did you have a feeling of, like, I want to do this again? Yeah, or like, it, this it's, is it's like a drug. Like, I need this again. Did like, you feel comfortable? Yeah. Like, no, this I'm is always where comfortable. I'm the most comfortable on stage. For sure. Yeah. The most comfortable on stage. Like, the most happy. Like, I mean, yeah, I love my wife, love my kids, all that. What we do, yeah. But the most, the purest happiness you will ever see me is on a stage rapping with a microphone. I know. Like, so how do you feel about, like, I mean, I'm sure life hasn't been easy, you know? And I don't like to, to really, like, level up in, or what is I'm saying? Um, you know, artists are like, you know, you have to go through so much, and that's why you love being the most comfortable performing, mm -hmm. you know? Do you think that speaks to you? Cause I don't, I've always been a performer. Yeah. Even in school, you know what I'm saying? The class come. Like, I've always been an entertainer. Yeah. Ever since I was a kid, people were like, you're going to be something, like, always said I was going to be something. You know what? I can disagree with you on that. People always told me to do all these things. Mm -hmm. They're just like, you, blah, blah, blah. But I was like I didn't a tomboy and an athlete. It. That yeah. was my problem. Like, I didn't know. One, I didn't know I could. Like, it's yeah. almost a thing like you need permission. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I didn't know I could. I didn't know. My mom always told me it, it ain't going to be easy, though, so it's always been instilled in me. Like yeah. It's never going to be easy, so I never go into this thinking like, uh, willy-nilly. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I don't, I don't know. It's just I, something I just think I'm supposed to do. I don't see me doing anything else. Yeah. I've worked jobs. I've either quit or got fired. Yeah. The definition of insanity is to do the same do thing over and over, and over again and expect a different outcome. I'd be insane to continue to work a job. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's not How fucking many, working. I feel like say, I've had 65 different 100. jobs, and they were just jobs. I've me. had 100. Yeah. At least 100 since I was 16. I've worked in every restaurant you I can think of. Say, everything, dude. factories. I mean, when I was, when my son was born, I took a break from music and got a real job for the first time in almost ten years. How was that? It was. It was. So listen, I'm a big fan of the universe telling you things. Like, so mm -hmm. I was going through the whole should I quit music or 
I, I don't feel like I should quit. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? I feel like I still got it, but do I still have it? You <laughs> yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. I'm working in these factories. So I'm not going to go in these factories driving a forklift going, hey, I'm a rapper. I, I tour with Mac Miller. Because they're going to be like, motherfucker, you're in here with us. Shut yeah, up. Right? You know what I'm saying? Everybody hates that guy in line. I've worked people like that. Everybody hates that guy. So like... I'm not going to be that guy. And so I'm going into these jobs and, you know, the internet's a motherfucker. So I'm going, I go in a one job one day and this girl's like, we know your secret. Fuck are you talking about? Like, you're a rapper, aren't you? I'm like, how, what the, how do you know that? She's like, dude, we've seen your stuff on the internet. You're like famous. I'm like, <laughs> first of all, no, I'm not famous because I'm in here with you. Yeah. But yes, but don't be going around telling people that <laughs> shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? These are little temp jobs. So then I'll wind up at another temp job. And the same thing would happen. It happened like two or three times. So I told my wife one day, I say, yo, I think the universe is trying to tell me something here. Yeah. Like, I, 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 I think me even going to the point where I'm like, I'll get a job. I'll do whatever I got to do to get to take care of my family. I think the universe gave me this back because I went to that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know what? I love you so much. We have so much in common. <laughs> Not to make it about me, but nah, for sure. I was living in L.A. and pursuing entertainment. And that you was know, something. I didn't know that. You, did I didn't know the and, comedy thing. You told me about Yeah. That. Sorry and, to cut you off. And um, but like, and I did a lot of other stuff. Comedy mm-hmm. was just a part of it. Um, And I only went there because um, somebody signed me up to get an artist grant. And they were like, Natalie, you have to do this. Then they gave me a lot of money to go to do this thing. It wasn't a whole lot, but it was like, it, it got me out there, right? I quit that when my mom got sick, when I was mm-hmm. like, I got to come home and take care of family stuff, you know? And then I got this job at q and two, less than two months of being home. The universe is like, the universe is like yo, right. girl, no, 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 we, no. No, no. Yeah. I think, but I think it was the switch in your mind. Like, you, you, because when you're an artist, you're like, fuck that, I'm not working. I, me, at least, I'm like, I'm not working a real job. Like, I'll, I'll struggle whatever I got to do to not work a real job. Mm. So when I have a kid, I'm like, I'm not going to be the dude. Like, I got to take care of my kid. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and God bless my wife. She's like, in the beginning, I wasn't ready to be a dad. Like, I mean, when she first told me she was pregnant, like, I wasn't ready for that shit. Like, I didn't know it was coming. That was not in the plan. I was 34 years old. Like, so it's not in the plan to be a dad. <laughs> so she gives me the option. She's like, listen, I love you to death, and I know this is what you need to do in life. So you can continue to do it, and I'll take care of the kid. I'm like, no, I'm not. That's not even an option. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I think mentally when I got to that point where, like, I'll just work and whatever. If I give up, I got to give up. And the universe is like, nah, fuck that. Yeah. So I'm getting recognized like driving to... a forklift. Right. I'm like, how the yeah. fuck is happening? <laughs> you know I mean? I've been, even been some negative low points in my life. I've even been in jail and been signing autographs. Like, <laughs> what the fuck is going on here? Like, how the fuck did I want up signing j- autographs in jail? Like, oh, yeah. my God. It's been pretty crazy right? That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. I mean, we do, I cannot wait for your Netflix series to come out. Because yeah, <laughs> you, you got to get you. You got to be a, a character in it. That, like, for sure. <laughs> The girl, the, yep. I'm the one who made you wholesome. Nah. I put him on q too. You put me on the pop station. That's <laughs> not rappers don't from here don't be on the pop station. I mean, and like, I always used to say John, this. I used to sure. always say this back in the day. <laughs> like, like you get a song that's hot on the urban radio, and then if you hear it cross over to Kiss or Q102, I say, oh, they're getting big money now. And mm-hmm. I'll just joke like, now I'm on the pop stations. You know what that yeah. means? You know what that means? You know what I'm saying? But that's the longevity. Like, I love hip-hop music. Don't get me wrong, but I'm universal. Like, I've always been the token. Mm. You, you know what I'm saying? So I just use it to my advantage in my career. Same, but I've always been... Um... Um, just wrapping it up has always been my world. Yeah, me too. It's me too. just, I just love it so Since much. Since I was two years old, the, um, <clears throat> Roxanne, I can remember when my, my my stepfather raised me, but it's my dad. It's, but I can remember my parents were dating, and I was two years old. 
and I can remember this. I can remember sitting on my where my dad's apartment was at the time, on the couch watching music videos and yeah. watching and for hearing Roxanne, Roxanne. Uh, uh, I want to be your man. Uh, uh-huh. uh, TKO click or something like that. I forget the name of them. But that was like some of my first memories. And then my mom used to tell me like, yeah, I used to I used to be with your dad. And, you know, we'd be trying to get it on late night. And I'd come down. It's 3 o'clock in the morning. You up watching uh, videos. Yeah. At like two years old. You know what dude. I'm saying? Same, dude. <laughs> I was like, that's all I know. We didn't. I would, All I would do was watch MTV and VH1, I guess. Mm-hmm. But like every music documentary I've seen, every, like I was obsessed with um, like rap with all rap and hip hop, and then um, Rage Against the Machine, man. Rage is my favorite, dude. No, I'm, I, I was gonna go this year, but the goddamn Same. pandemic is on my bucket list Same. to see Rage play. Same. But I, I want to see him in LA, like outside the Stable Center. No way. I want to, dude. What? Okay, so you remember when they when they broke up? Then they got back together for like one show, yeah, yeah, whatever. Like and I was like show. twelve years old, and I started crying when they broke up. Yes, hold on. But then then they got back together and did like a show in like Oakland. And I started crying when I was so young and I was a little tomboy, just like today. Had a backwards hat on and I just (laughs) remember like crying to my mom like I can't even hello. And I was like and I was like, I can't I was like, I'm never gonna see them. Like, oh my god, this was their last show. And I just remember crying and my mom being like, what is going on? I was like, you won't understand. You don't understand. And then I moved to Colorado, and I met somebody who went to that show, and I just, like, dated him. Uh, I just fell in love with him. He told me that he was there, and I was like, oh, my God. Just because he told you he was there. Oh, my God, then we're just meant to meet. There you go. Oh, yeah, dude, but Rage is for sure. Yeah, Zach DeLaRugo is one of my favorite. I mean, he's a rapper for real. He raps, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think right now we need them more than ever. Like, a Rage show when the world opens back up. Oh, my God. It's going to be. I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it. Like, those just those type of energy shows is, like, what I the live best, for. The best, dude. Yeah. The best. I saw Wu-Tang, whatever, whoever is still in Wu-Tang, mm-hmm. by myself in L.A. at the Palladium. And I've smoked with like almost every Wu Tang. How was Method Man? He's always my I've favorite. I got high with him. He's dope, dude. Yeah. He was the best. I he opened up for him. That was my first big show here. With open up for him and Meth. No way. And, uh, and uh, Red. Yeah, yeah, Red. And Red, yeah. and Red. A funny thing, too. I'm going to cut you off. Red. No. Red kind of grew up here. In really? Society. Not a lot of people notice. Didn't worry about that. What? So his mom, my mom's best friend. God bless her soul. She's passed away. Um, her mom used to basically okay so when red man was a baby uh-huh his he was born in alabama that's why his first uh album's called muddy waters okay so he was born in alabama and his mom was like young she had to move up here so she moved up here with my mom's friend's family so when i was like eight years old i went to a family reunion and i met reggie Oh my God! No way! Right as he was blowing up, and then oh my God. she used to tell me like, "You know that's Reggie, like, like you'd have met him before when you was a kid." Like, <gasps> I'm like are you fucking serious? What? So, opening up for Meth and my, uh, my first show, I, I got to talk to him backstage. I'm like, "Yo, I was a kid and I met you at a family reunion." Dude, like, that's when you, so when I was cool. Like seven. He was like. Yo, I remember that family reunion. Like, he remembered it. Like, yes. he didn't remember meeting me, but he remembered the family reunion. I'm like, I went back and told my mom, like, yo, I talked to Red Man. He, like, remembered that family yes. reunion. Like, so, like, the little things like that tell me, like, yo, you supposed to be doing this. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Those are, I, I, those, are those little sparks. Like, yeah. keep going. Stay on the path. Like, you know what I'm saying? And were they both, were they good guys to they me? They were just regular cool dudes. Red, Red and Meth were always just my favorite. As yeah. a kid, I was just, something about them, I, I just really, Watching really loved Watching How them. High and shit. I used to watch that, and we to watch 
um, there's a, a concert documentary series called Backstage with uh from Jay Z and Rockefeller, but Matt the Man and Red Man are on it, and it's like mm-hmm. it's the uh what tour is that? The Hard Knock Life tour. Yeah. And uh, we I watched that every fucking day for an entire summer once. Like really? Yeah. Like, <laughs> now I really want to get on it. I'm like, oh backstage my god. Backstage and the streets is watching. <laughs> oh my god. Do you remember when uh they when Cribs was a thing? Yeah. And then and Crib and oh no, listen, I know where that crib is in Staten Island. I already know what you're gonna talk about. <laughs> That was a, he really lived there. We used to see him drive. I lived in Staten Island when that was filmed. So he would be driving around Staten Island That's- random as shit, like regular as hell, like yeah. going to the grocery store. And I'm like 21 at the time. So it's like, I wasn't, I don't, I've never been starstruck, but that just always amazed me. Like, yeah. could you see these people on TV? And back then, this was pre internet. So stars were more like, it was more of an enigma about yeah, them. You dude. know what I'm saying? So it's like, I would see this motherfucker just driving around Staten Island. Like, yeah. They're <laughs> rare, man. Like, oh fuck! Yeah, the little black bins. This is the coolest thing in the world. Oh my god, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, so, I knew exactly so, what you're gonna say when you said that. When he goes, when he gets, he's playing. The yeah, but they wanted him. To, that was his real shit, though. Like that was a little. It was his go-between crib. Like he's from Jersey. That's what and I, like you got. He do a lot of business in New York. Driving yeah. back and forth takes a lot. So he just got his little apartment in Staten Island. Yeah, that's what yeah. I figured as a kid. But it yeah. was cool. So. um just to, they wanted him to rent some shit, and he was like, "Fuck that!" Like he's yeah. a real nigga. <laughs> so he, uh, so there was an MTV Chris episode, and he had this like just like shitty apartment, and really he was is. like, "Welcome!" And he was had it had like a nice TV and a bunch of video games, a box full of cash. And he was just so real about Fuck it. Fuck Dr. Spock, man. Yes. I just seen an interview with him recently. Like, Branson is this dude. Well, he was like the the, the weed dealer for the stars yeah. in New York back in the yeah. day. He just found a bag of weed, a Branson weed that he had, like, in some storage from the 90s. Like, that shit's got to be fire. Oh, my God. That's awesome. He, like, he was on video like, man, I he's like, I was at my mama house. She was going through an old box. She found the old bag of Branson weed. Oh, like, my God. She found a bag of weed from the 90s in storage. <laughs> oh, my God. But, yeah, I've had, like, even those moments, like, yeah. smoking fucking weed with Red Man and Menthol Man. Like, oh, my God. That's crazy. That's awesome. I just got to smoke with Snoop, and then that'll be like, I've smoked a Wiz. i smoked with mm. Meth, Red. I, and I just got to smoke with, like, Cheech and Chong. And, and, like, oh, my trying God, to get I the guess. whole smoke. Trilogy, like smoke with all the big dogs. I, I feel like, I mean, but what's the which one is it? Um, is it Cheech who has the all the restaurants in L.A.? Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. A, he's accessible. Yep, yeah, he he's is like, accessible. L.A. shit. We were just yeah. not too long ago. Me and my wife were basking at Robbins, and the lead singer of Buck Cherry walked in there with his daughter. <laughs> How do you even know who that is? <laughs> my wife does. <laughs> She's like, I'm look. I'm like, I, you. Sometimes you see people, and you like. Something about this person. Yeah. Like, and I kind of had that feeling, but then I just kind of waved it off. And yeah. then we get back in the car, and she goes, she's, like, on her phone. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? She's like, yep. And I'm like, what do you mean, yep? She's like, that's the lead singer to Buck Cherry. I'm yeah. like, I'm, first of all, I'm like, who the fuck is Buck Cherry? She's like, you crazy bitch. But I say, okay, I know that song. She's like, yeah, that's him. Like, he's just in there buying fucking ice cream with his daughter like, and driving a minivan. <laughs> I love I love moments like that. He's um, married to a fucking model, too. Oh, well, duh. Yeah. And he's just driving a minivan, but that's L.A. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, of course, he probably owns more cars than that. Yeah, dude. Seeing people in their element like that, just regular as hell. Yeah, dude. I would see so many people living in, I lived in West Hollywood, like right in between, like, Hollywood, Hollywood, Sunset, you know. It's like there's a Whole Foods and a Trader Joe's on every single. Oh, I know. 
I know exactly you what you're talking about. And I go to like I lived on Formosa. Okay. And so I was just there in the mecca of it. I love that area all day. It was fun. It was so much fun. I go it was pot in that area. <laughs> it was really hard. It was, they uh, I guess I didn't work. I don't. I'm not um, a weed gal. Never have been. But I did work in weed for a long time because I needed money. That's why I keep telling my wife like when we when we. Fully moon, like, yo, just get a job at a dispensary if you get bored. She don't smoke or nothing either. Mm-hmm. It makes it easy. Like, I never, I never, I don't know. I feel like I was a great, um, I was a great trimmer and a great employee because I was always straight. And Talking just, to, and then, plus, you know, they, yeah. I, I noticed in dispensary out there, they always hire, hire attractive females because it's like, mm-hmm. it's like a bartender thing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and they're flirty. They're super flirty. You go to Cookies on Melrose, and I'm like, oh my girl, you better, if I wasn't single. <laughs> They if I was ever... single, like, you know what I'm saying? But everyone in L.A. is, like, freaking modeled, Max and model yeah. girl. I'm not like, well, I didn't work in dispensaries. I worked in the actual production. Oh, you worked in the production, like the grow houses and shit like that? Yes. Okay. And cool. a bunch of, I mean, everyone at West grows weed. And yeah. I would just, like, <laughs> Weed's like cigarettes jumped. out there, man. Like, yeah. when I first started going to L.A., like, I, I was, like, talking to this dude. And, like, oh, me and my boy were walking down the street. We were in Hollywood. We were on Sunset, as a matter of fact. Walking out sunset and this dude was smoking a blunt and I just passed him. I'm like, yeah, you got the right idea, man. And we, he just laughed, whatever. We walked down a little farther and it was outside this hotel, so we sat down on his ledge. The dude just gets up and walks down. He's like, here, you want to hit this man? So we just get to smoking. <laughs> then he's like pulling out weed out of his pocket, like, here, man, just take it, like, man, welcome to L.A. Type shit, right? Like, There's like, so okay, much. That's how it does. That's how you but, do it around here. Because people always ask about that. At least me, but since I've never like been in, I'm like, I never bought weed. I've yeah. never, you know, I'm like. It wasn't it's part of my buying, life, but it was just everywhere. I'm it's used weird to being buying everywhere. weed legally. Like, it's so liberating. The first time I did it, I was like, <laughs> I walked out like, the police are about to tackle me? Like, this is weird. Like, you know what I'm saying? Well, I'm a chick, so girls don't pay for drugs at they all. They don't. They don't. Especially, and that's one thing I learned so. on tour, too. Like, I used to have to do this for Mac. I used to have to be like, because I'm, I'm 10 years older than them, dude. So they mm. were, like, wiling some nights. I'm like... I'm trying to just chill tonight, guys. Like, so, anyways, I wound up being a dude that used to have to ID the girls to get on the bus and shit like that. So I used to see some crazy shit. And I seen one time, I get off one of the buses and it's these two kids and they're like in high school standing there. And I'm like, it's after the show. Like, we'd have to be in a parking lot. Like, the bus would stay in a parking lot and then we have like a 6 a.m. bus call. Yeah. And then like you get 6 a.m. the bus is pulling off and going to the next city. So. We just hang out on the, in the parking lot all night. Like, either we're on the bus or we might get off the bus and hang out outside the bus or whatever. Mm. So I get off one of the buses, and these kids are in there. It's late. I'm like, what the fuck are fans still doing here? And they're like, hey, man, is Mac on the bus? <laughs> and I'm like, on that particular bus, he wasn't on that bus. There was some girls on that bus. And if the back of the door is closed, you know what's going on back there. Yeah. So the back of the door was closed on that particular bus. So I'm I'm coming off, and he's like, they're like, yeah, man. One of the dudes is like, yeah, my sister's on that bus. I'm like, in my head, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> your sister's on that bus? So your sister is on a tour bus and left her little brother outside while you just sitting here waiting. Oh, She's God. doing godforsaken things on this tour bus right now. Yeah. And I don't say that shit. I'm like, oh, yeah, man. He's <laughs> like, you think Mac's going to come off? And I'm like, I felt bad. So I go to the other bus with Mac. I was like, Mac ain't even on that bus, guys. So I go to the Mac's bus. And I'm like, Hey, dude, this fan's still outside. And he's like, what? I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, one of them's sister's on the other bus. And he's like, <laughs> and I'm like, he's like a high school kid. He's like, shut the fuck up for real. Oh my God. And this is one thing Mac taught me. Like, well, this is this was a moment. In my mind, I ain't getting off that bus mm-hmm. if I'm him. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm Mac Miller. Well, I ain't going to get off the bus. And I already did the show. He's like, 
He goes, I'm like, yeah, they, they want you. They asked if you'd come out for a picture. And I just asked him because I told them I'd ask him. And mm-hmm. I felt bad. So I was like, I'll ask. Usually I'd be like, yeah, I'll ask him. And then don't ask. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? But I felt bad. So I was like, yeah, they want to know if you come out for a picture. And in my mind, like I said, I'm everything in me thinks he's about to say no. He's like, oh, man, I got to go now. Like, And he went off the bus and he took a picture with him. You know Heck what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm still friends with those kids to this day. Ah, uh, They surprised. were in high school then. Now they're out of college. One's a sports agent now. Oh, that's super <laughs> yeah. cool. Yeah. I got he's I got him to meet his hero, and we've just been friends ever since like that. See, but there was a kid cool. who, who whose sister wasn't on the bus. Yeah. <laughs> and we joked to this day, I'm like, dude, that kid's sister was on the bus. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. All right, dude. So what's coming up next? I uh, want to talk about two things. I want to talk about, if you can tell us, yeah. you said you have more placements coming up. Where can we expect to hear more Santino vibes? Right now, Less Meals is, uh, I guess it's some workout. It's like Peloton. Cool. It's kind of like that. But it's like they got on-demand things. Like you can go on-demand. They have like great classes. And it's like mm-hmm. hit cardio classes. Um, they're using Notorious and Goat right now. Heck um, yeah. During their, using their, in their grit class. My wife had like ordered it on, on the TV, but like you gotta sit through a whole workout. I'm like, I'm not looking for, the, I'm not sitting through a 40. I should be working out, but I'm, I'm sitting yeah. here watching the workout. Like I'm about to work out. I'm trying to find my song, but uh, yeah, it's on that. Um, hopefully a bunch of NFL stuff because once they kind of start using your stuff, they kind of use it for the whole season. Nice. Um, I'm, my big my big goal is to get a couple movies. Um under my belt because movies are forever these the nfl stuff's cool but that's just kind of that day like you know what i'm saying yeah um, yeah i get a video of it and can save it from my archives but you get something in a movie that shit is forever it's yeah. not going anywhere you know what and I'm saying? um is there there's gotta be a lot is there more money in the movies more too? money way more money in the movies and way more money um um national commercials and oh. movies um trailers are big are the big the big payout. Ooh, I would say both of your songs, Goat and Notorious, which you guys can all Notorious, stream. Notorious, we already have. That is, I mean, those are trailer worthy songs. Yeah, Notorious, we already actually have. Like, you have to have a trailer composer rearrange the song. So oh. we already have it rearranged in trailer form. It's crazy. Like, I'm even, even that, like, I'm like, wait, y'all about to send me what? The trailer version of the song? <laughs> And so I'm like, I got trailer versions. You just got to wait for it to get picked yeah. up, you so know? So we got, the, I guess, you know, a guy that works for the label goes into these networks. Like, what do you mm. guys need? And they're like, well, we got these shows. And then, like, Chelsea Perkins, who's um, signing the label, too, she's got some songs coming up in Grownish, um, the show Grownish on yeah. ABC. Um, mm-hmm. Which I'm like, yeah, I always hit her. I'm like, well, those are forever. You know what I'm saying? Those episodes are going to be forever. <laughs> But that, that was cool. But, yeah, I want to get something in. Um, my big goal is to get something in, like, uh, All-American um, shows like that. I ah, word. Like I haven't movies. seen the show, but. And you have, um, okay, so your uh, um, album, South City, The Vibes, is Therapy the most recent one? Or is that a double? You have a double? Mm, South City was my very first one. Uh, That's crazy. And, uh, therapy was, like, I did that in 2018. Gotcha. And then um, The Vibes and all that, and or Tales from the Traps High and the Vibes, I did in 2019. Gotcha. And I was doing those. Like, I kind of already knew about my deal. Like, I had been offered a deal. Just the paperwork stuff was going to do. Mm-hmm. So I was just dropping music. I'm still, I still record on my, my own stuff. I'm always, that's what I was doing yesterday. Gotcha. But lately, I've been, like, recording. They'll, they'll hear what I've been doing online on my IG store, and they're like, send me that, the label. <laughs> I'm like, all right, but Fuck yeah. that's more money for me. <laughs> because I, it's more, more me worked on the song. But, uh. 
Yeah, just dropping music and new content. We got a new video that we we uh, shot. Um, oh my god, yes, it was so good. I, I'll show you. I can show it to you on my I, phone. Oh, now, but we only the clips are only the I clips show you are the whole online. Thing. Oh, yeah, bad. only the clips are online. Yeah, yeah, but Ew, I can show you the whole thing. It was dope. That's what we, yeah, dude. It was so good. Yeah, and, and that you... was fun. We did that. We shot that gorilla style in uh -huh. L.A., which is always fun. Yeah. Uh, so we were going to shoot it out in the desert, but with time, and we didn't get where I was going to drive out to fucking Death Valley. Uh -huh. It's about a three-hour drive. Yeah. But we didn't get to do it, so we we found this place in Topanga Canyons that was like, um a new subdivision they're building. Uh -huh. So we just went to the part of the subdivision that ain't there yet. Like, so if like, you see us on camera, but behind us, it's like houses being built. <laughs> but we made it look like the desert. You know what I'm saying? It's you did like, a great job. Yeah, yeah. That's all that it is. And it was a bulldozer there. So I'm like, let's use the bulldozer. Uh, dude, I thought it was Mad Max. <laughs> Somebody, style, yeah, my boy, I saw, I sent him the video. He's like, dude, you rented a fucking bulldozer? I'm like, nah, that's Hollywood movie magic. Yeah, baby. right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then we were staying in the, uh, my, well, my, photographer Wiggy came and Lunar obviously my video do so Wiggy's like she's a diva so she's like I'm getting a hotel and I'm like alright that's cool cause usually I stay friends or Airbnb or whatever and uh, she's like I'm getting a hotel I'm like she got it in the International which is the tallest building in LA mm -hmm. so we were like Let's fucking shoot some shit here. So we used a lot. We shot a lot of shit in there. That's what you And then, said. like, a bunch of scenes in that. It was funny. We're about to do it behind the scenes of this shit. I don't know if we got this part on camera, but we were shooting, and we were in this place we really weren't supposed to be in. Because uh -huh. Lunar found, like, he wakes me up one morning at, like, 6 a.m. He had already been, like, out scouting in the hotel, like, super uh -huh. early because he was up on the East Coast time. Uh -huh. And he wakes me up. He's like, hey, come on. I found this secret room we can shoot in. I'm like, all right, come on. So we shoot, and like, the, literally the last take we were doing, the dude walks in like, hey, you guys can't be in here. We're like, thank you, we're done. Yeah. <laughs> so dude, and those shots turned out great. Those are the ones shots that are in the, that are like in the trailer yeah. of it and the clip online. Yeah, so. but it's like 7 a.m., and we made it look like it's sunset. Sunset. It's really sunrising. Yeah. But I'm like, if people know L.A., they would know it's sunrising because of where the sun's positioned. Mm, I didn't notice that. Yeah. Well, man, thank you so much, Santino. Thank where you. can we? Where can everybody find all your stuff? Everywhere online, Spotify, um, uh, iTunes, Google Play, Shazam. It's at um, Santino Corleone. S C A N or S A N T I N O C O R L E O N. Right, right. I'm like follow you on Instagram. Yeah, but it's and... all at Santino Corleone, and then my uh, 83 sound music is all under Santino, which oh. is no Corleone. Okay. All right, guys. Well. Dude, thank you so thank much. You. I can't wait for you to come back and thank do this you. again. And uh, hear anytime. Your story, can, can't y'all tell there's so much depth to it that I'm like, yeah. I can't even touch on that. Yeah, we're we would have to do like a 10 part hours. series. Yes. <laughs> All right, man. Well, thank you so thank much. Thank you. Thank you. This has been Person of Interest with Natalie Jones.